Hey everybody, it's Adrian. So before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to let you guys know that we now have a Patreon. Yes, we have a Patreon. It has been set up. You can feel free to go and check out the tiers and see what's going on. We are so excited about it. We are really, really stoked to bring you guys some bonus content. And of course, who knows, maybe some things in the future. So go ahead and check it out. You can find it at patreon.com slash slash her pod. That is a mouthful. Again, that's patreon.com slash slash her pod. And it's slash her with two H's. So S-L-A-S-H-H-E-R slash her pod. And go check out the tiers. And we appreciate you guys' support. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror in all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. My name is Adrian. And I'm Stormy. And, of course, welcome to our third week dis- uh, discussing Slasher films. This one, you know, she might be up for debate. We'll kind of get into that a little bit later. But before we dive into it, I'm sure everybody knows at this point that we are not alone today. We have two very, very special guests. We have, of course, Alma and Dahlia from the Nightmare on Fifth Street podcast. So hello. Hi, thank you so much for having us on. We're so excited. <laughs> hello, everyone. Hi, hi. Well, introduce yourselves, I suppose, for our listeners. Who's who? <laughs> Hi, I'm Alma, and I am the much funnier uh, co-host. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> actually, no, I'm like, I, I think we make a, a great pair on, on the show. We complement each other very well. And I always think we're both really funny, and it's, <laughs> it's like always a fight. I think that's why we do so well. I'm Dahlia. I'm the older sister. Alma's my baby sister. And yeah, I think she's right. I think we complement each other well. When one of us is like up here, the other one's like trying to bring her down and then the other way. So we need that because if we're both up here, that's yeah, just too, too much. much. <laughs> that's just way too much. Oh no, I live for the sister energy. I know when me and my sister get together, it's like we uh, we don't stop talking. Like we always have an opinion. So I love that energy oh, yeah. every time I listen to your guys' podcast. Just because, I mean, it really, truly, honestly reminds me of home every time. I'm like, this is literally how me and my sister talk to each other. So I live. Oh, uh, awesome. But thank you guys, obviously, so much for joining us. Now, any time that we bring anybody on, we always kind of ask the general question, what got you into horror? Is there anything that you guys recall maybe being like the birthplace of your, you know, obsession or anything like that maybe? Okay. Well, from our mom was a single mom growing up and it was four of us kids. So we had to entertain ourselves a lot. Um, I remember she would give us like a dollar and a dollar would be good enough to get us all into the double feature movies over at the Rialto in our town. So we'd walk our little tiny baby asses over there. And then we would have our, uh, our little sandwiches wrapped in foil. We'd walk into the theater and why the, 
hell were they letting in <laughs> kids under 12 years old into horror movies? But that's what we were going to see. We were seeing the horror movies. And then um, and then when my dad would come and take us for like a weekend or something, he'd take us to the to the video store when we could get VHS. Yes, yes. And he wouldn't pay attention because like he, he speaks Spanish and he wasn't paying attention to what we were, so like, you know, we could easily be, you know, like doing all this stuff behind his back. It's like, oh, no, no, we got a really good, uh, a good, really good, funny comedy movie over here. And it's like some horror movie. So, yeah, we 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 played them, unfortunately. But <laughs> that's how we, we it started off with just being curious and all that and not being watched, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> But then it just grew from there. And it's just like, it became a love of, of horror for us. Just, we love getting scared. We love scaring the crap out of each other. We always did that. Yeah, that was always good entertainment. Like hiding from each other, pretending we're the zombies, pretending we're the ghosts. Everything was like a fun story to us. Every single horror movie was exciting. And I think that all of us, like siblings, just, that was something we kind of like could bond over. Like we all really liked it. And we're Mexican. So it just naturally comes into our, from our families and our relatives and our tias and our tios and our cousins and everybody yes. trying to scare you. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's in our blood, just trying to scare each other. So yeah, it, it, we, yeah, we didn't have a chance. <laughs> Very that I was scared of the kukui before I was afraid of Freddy Krueger. So from the beginning, yeah, we were we were born to be traumatized. <laughs> That's it. A lot yeah. of the times, it feels like like they are making sure that we are scared. It, to me, you know, listen, family trauma always going through it. Most like with Mexican households, I feel like they like definitely try to like instill like fear in us from a very early age. It's always about control. So it toughens you up, right? Does, That's though. what I think they say. <laughs> it's like <laughs> learn to t- learn to take a joke, man. It's just a joke. <laughs> But with family, like with us, it really is like a, like a joke when we, when we, um, you know, get together or whatever it is, you know, especially the scary stuff, the kukui, especially I remember just like getting in bed, the kukui is going to get you. I didn't know what that was, but you're going to get in bed. <laughs> oh, I barely, I barely even know what it is now. Yeah. I'm like, it's so many different things always. Everybody always has something different to say. It was that, or it was the brujas in the trees that were coming and getting me always. I was like. Listen, I was born to just love horror. It was going to happen. <laughs> so with you guys, I mean, why did you want to even like do a horror podcast of all things? What made you guys like interested in that specifically? I think it was Dahlia's idea. I don't know. She just called me one day and I really have never asked her, like, what were you doing? Like thinking like uh, it was just a good time that she asked me to because it was kind of at the beginning of was it like the beginning of like the lockdown and everything? And I just, I can't really recall, but um, she was, she's like, I got an idea. Don't be mad at me. Just think about it. And I was like, oh, I was already getting mad. And (laughs) then she made this proposition, like she had, but she had done the research. Dahlia's like, like she's prepared. Like she's the one who's gonna make sure she can answer everyone of your questions and has resource materials and lists and stuff, you know? And she was like, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, oh, and then she was like about horror movies. And I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) so I, I think that that was the, the, the like clicker for me. I was like, I instantly heard horror movies and Dahlia and I, because we've always lived a little closer than the other siblings and like she visits, we always get together and watch horror movies. It's horror movies. It's always going to be horror movies. Nothing else. 
it's always, we like hanging out. We're not like going out people. We're like staying home until we like pass out people. And um, <laughs> yeah. it's always like, we're going to watch, we're, so fun. Yeah, we're going to watch <laughs> movies. Like we started, I remember when we used to do Netflix together, when it was mail-in, we did it together. Like she would, we'd pick the movies and then she'd bring them and we'd watch our horror movies together, but it was always horror movies. So of course it was like a definite, okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and it right. yeah. And she made it easy. She made it easy for me having done a lot of work and research and like equipment. And like, she was like ready. Like she bought me my mic and everything. <laughs> So she couldn't say no, so she couldn't back out. I bought the mic. Yeah, I was like, I don't have headphones. Well, here you go. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a this, whatever it was. She just kind of made it happen. So I know her. I know her. I did, I gave her no excuse to to say no. <laughs> you asked her and you're like, eh, you know, can we do a horror podcast? Also, your mic is at your front door right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead and open it up. We're gonna do it right now. First episode. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though. Honestly, again, I love the vibes. I love you guys so much and I love your podcast so much. So honestly, it works. We're also uh, quarantine babies. Uh, so, you know, the lockdown also, it sent us into podcasting also. So, you know what? It's only fate that we talk with you guys. I like the way you said that quarantine babies. Yep. Cause that's, that's where this grew from. It's just like, we weren't able to see each other as much and all that. And this just was a, a good way for us to connect on a regular, a more regular basis. And it's kind of like a date, you know, we're setting up that yeah. date for us to get together and talk and all that. So, um, yeah, it just, uh, that's, that's where it grew. And then now we're here. <laughs> what better way to spend our birthday than with other quarantine babies? <laughs> oh yeah. Two year. It's two year anniversary pretty much since we started. So it's probably. Really? Oh, congratulations. That's congratulations. awesome. What are y'all going to do? Uh, <laughs> Cake. Uh, <laughs> Did I have, more meat cake is always it's like any excuse to have cake <laughs> bring it very me uh, well i you know i partake in marijuana so i'll probably be doing a lot of that to celebrate um and obviously just talking fucking awesome ass horror movies with people that we enjoy so hey that's what we're doing this month it's awesome but you know what? Let's go ahead and just jump into this movie. Let's start talking about Final Destination. I really want to hear what you guys have to say about it. Because uh, rewatching it, I was... Listen. So let's go ahead and get into it. And we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple spotify podbean and many more places but for now let's go ahead and get back to the show all righty welcome back this week we're talking final destination released on march 17th of 2000 final destination was made on an estimated budget of 23 million dollars it would go on to bring in 10 million opening weekend and go on to settle at an impressive one Correction, 112 million box office. With a runtime of 98 minutes, the supernatural horror film was directed by James Wong, and he brings to the screen a wonderful cast. We have Devin Sawa as Alex, Ellie Carter as Clear, Care Smith as Carter, Sean William Scott as Billy, and of course, had to shout out our horror icon, Tony Todd as the coroner, William. When Alex and several of his friends escape the death, 
at the hands of their classmates' demise, they're then tasked with trying to escape the final destination. Unfortunately for them, death doesn't take no for an answer. Final Destination 2000, guys. So excited to have you all on. Oh, my God. So, so many thoughts about this movie. <laughs> so many thoughts. I will just say this. I'll, I'll preface the entire thing by saying um, I always wanted to go to France, to Paris, and I have a fear of flying. <laughs> so this didn't help at all. <laughs> I mean, but it, I love, I rewatched it today. Um, I watch it probably, rewatch it once a year at least. Um, but when I rewatched it today, I try to put myself kind of like in that mentality of being a high school kid, wanting to go to Paris and all that. And um, it's just, it's so sad because you see all the excitement and everything as they're getting on the plane, the teachers and everything. And then this happens. <laughs> it's just like, it's so messed up. What a way to like kick off adulthood though, is like you have all these hopes and dreams and then they're crushed. So that's how you're really brought into the adult world. <laughs> <laughs> I had made the terrible joke. Like um, why didn't clear just go ahead and get on the next flight? Cause she wasn't friends with anybody. And I'd watch it with my daughter and she was like, that's, that's terrible. Like <laughs> that was like their high school trip. It's ruined. Okay. And I was like, okay, <laughs> but you know, I seen it. I like to do the marathon of all of them. I love to do the full, the full marathon, but that it really always gives me the same kind of anxiety because of that, the fear like of everyday things, but then like they pile them all to all these little freak accidents. And those things are what like makes my anxiety always. And I actually like that feeling watching it and having that anxiety of those, what's going to happen? How's it going to kill you? Uh, stuff. Yeah. These movies put my brain on the big screen. Cause this is how my brain's going constantly. It's like, <laughs> this could happen and it would cause that. And then that this is exactly what my brain looks like all the time. And that's why I'm on medication. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely blame this movie for always being like, I like I pay attention to everything. I'm always afraid that something, literally anything could happen. And I'm like, this could be the end of me. And I definitely blame this movie for sure. Because I mean, 2000, I was five years old and I watched it. I mean, around that age, like for the first time. So like, it's been something that I've known for a very long time. So definitely it doesn't help my anxiety. Do you guys like love the final destination movies? Y'all love the franchise? I do. Um, I, I, I would say, yeah, because, um, I mean, obviously they're cheesy and like all this stuff, but I love that. I love the cheese factor. I love, um, you know, the, the mix between practical and the CGI. And then just like Alma said, just putting you, making you so anxious of what's going to happen. I mean, we all know that nobody's going to drive behind a, a truck with logs, you know, and that, you know, <laughs> from this. And so there's so many different things. It's like, yeah, it, it, it really does. Uh, um, it touches upon all those anxieties and fears that we all have. And that's why I love it. It doesn't matter how many times I watch it. It just puts me in a mood. Um, like you said, Stormy, it's just like, I always think something's going to go wrong. And this is the many ways it can happen. If that's not going to happen, it's going to be this. And yeah. yes, mm -hmm. all those little chain reactions. That's why I really love them because those things you can actually be scared of because, because death, like that's the real factor in all the movies is that you know, I, I, I know I can't wait for you to get into like, it's a supernatural is this the, the slasher talk because I, I watch it and it's like, this is just could be like a regular day. Like, this is just like, 
<laughs> really scary days that could be happening to people. And so even the one, like my least favorite of the movies, I still love to watch them like all of them, you know, just to get the whole complete, you know, cycle. What's and your this, least favorite? Mm, and it would be four. <laughs> the fourth one, the final, the final destination. Um, but which one is that one? The uh, race cars. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, though, but I still love all the kills, you know, like they're. Oh, yeah. Some of them are really creative. Some of them are just like really scary. And then some of them are just like so quick. And it's like we always play that game. Like, which way would you die? Which one would you pick? And they give you a good variety in all of them. <laughs> I think that's the one with the gymnast death, right? That's the fifth one. Oh, is it five? Okay. The fourth one has the eyeball scene, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure that one has the eyeball. Is it? Yeah. The, the, oh, is that the 3D one? I, I feel like they're all 3D. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <are> gosh. <laughs> I don't think they are, uh, but I feel like they all are. Uh, yeah. I just know I love 3D. Anytime they make a 3D horror, because it's hilarious, because they'll make things just to make it 3d and me and alma it's our thing it's like, like 3d, 3D. we're not watching it in 3d and you know so and you we're just, yeah, right? we because can... we're not we don't have like the glasses and stuff so when you rewatch it the tires are flying at the screen or whatever you know they did that just for that <laughs> i'm gonna start taking a shot every time i watch a 3d movie and oh everything 3d scene happens oh you'll be wasted <laughs> by like <laughs> 10 minutes in <laughs> Okay, really fast. I want to ask then, since you guys like the franchise, I mean, do you have like a favorite death out of all of them? Okay, I like it. Um, I, I was going to throw one out there just because I there's two that I think are the quickest and the funnest. Uh, in the first one, of course, when uh, what's her face steps out into the and gets hit by the bus um, because it's so quick and just like it just still always kind of like it's so abrupt and like whoa that was like nasty man like she didn't even get a chance to like think about anything but also the football player in the third one um when he's getting real pumped up and he's like getting angry and he's sitting and working out and it's like dude you're pissing off the universe shut up and then the the machine comes down and claps on his head that one because it's like those two are so quick that they don't even have a chance yeah. to like think about it that's how you want to go out. If you had to choose one of the deaths in it, mine is the swimming pool. <gasps> the swimming pool. <laughs> yes. I always that would it traumatizes me every time I think about it. It's the worst. <laughs> I buried that. I'm always like, wow, the worst ass eating experience ever. Just having it his his insides ripped from the inside and scored it out. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what i think about when i think of that scene yeah and it scares me i'm like listen if this ever happened to me yeah i'm like i think i wonder if i've looked that up if it's possible and i'm pretty sure i have <laughs> because right it is right that to get sucked through it like that it's not that is laughing so i'm thinking i'm wrong but i'm gonna google it after this is done again so i can find out Rest like, in your google history because <laughs> Oh, I know. That's what I was just thinking, Starby. That would be so pleasant. You have your insides so sucked great. out through your asshole. Your on, FBI on, agent is like, what the <laughs> fuck? If it's the FBI agents, like in this movie, they're probably not going to get anything done. Just standing around, watching kids in their house. Nothing's happening. Um, I think for me, I mean, I feel like being Starby, we talk about the Final Destination movies. We like, bring them up a lot. <laughs> we talk about them a lot. And I feel like our like favorite deaths or whatever, like switch up so often. Um, I think right now, I think in rewatching this one to kind of agree with Alma, I really love 
the bus death for some reason i don't know watching it this time it like really freaked me out like because i i knew it was gonna happen but like it was so sudden that i was like oh i like actually kind of jumped a little bit very mean like, girls you know vibes <laughs> very mean girls so i'm like you know what? i like i like this one a lot i think it's really one that i remember a lot without even having to think about it i think my favorite is alexis johnson's death uh with the nail gun mm, a classic always and the third one, where she gets shot in the back of her head with all those nails. Yeah, in oh, the middle of Lowe's, Home Depot, oh, yeah, or something like that. Lowe's trying to pretend like it's not Lowe's. Because right. it's like yeah. everything's yeah. covered up, you know, and they're trying to pretend like they're not in a Lowe's. But yeah, because she, like, because she has her hands. It's like an image that sticks with you because she's like blocking it. And it looks it looks really real. Like like the nails are like, like gnarly and everything. <laughs> I live. I love the Final Destination franchise. So I do want to ask a question then before we like really kind of just go through our favorite moments of the movie and whatnot. Because I did ask it on Twitter. And honestly, putting it into the schedule for Slashers Month anyways, at first I didn't even think about it. I'm like, let's do Slasher movies. Let's do a Slasher movie like from every decade if we can. At least starting in the 70s. And I was like, for 2000s, I was like, let's just do Final Destination. Didn't even think about it. But as we're coming up to like recording with you guys and like doing my research on it, I was like, is this a slasher movie? It's like, am I going to be attacked for even like saying it is a slasher movie? But in my head, I was like, I always just, I've always thought of it as a slasher movie. It feels like the same formula, kids getting knocked out one by one, but there's obviously not like a slasher at all. So, I mean, do you guys even consider this kind of movie to be a slasher movie? I would say, I think if I categorize it, I, re- I guess I really haven't broken it down, but that makes sense because of the, mm-hmm. the way it fits into the people getting killed off. Anytime I think of anybody who's killed off that isn't, um, you know, a ghost or a demon or whatever, it's like, what is killing them? And in this one, I've always like, it's like a death slasher, like supernatural slasher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could, I could back that, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm not like an expert. <laughs> Yeah, neither am I. So I'm like, I don't, I. Our tagline is delusional. delusional. Yeah, we mean it. Everyday people coming into the space and being like, let's Mm. just talk about this kind of stuff. So I didn't, I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Thalia? I think so as well, because I don't think I'd really ever thought of, I mean, sometimes I do think of movies like, oh, that's definitely a this or that's definitely a that. Um, I know this is supernatural. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I ever really considered it supernatural, even though it is some like this this unknown force that's killing them and it's death. So you could think of it like an afterlife and a ghost or whatever. Um, but I, I like what you said, Adrian, about, you know, young kids getting picked off in bloody ways and like it's getting them all. It doesn't matter what you've done, what you did, whatever you're, you're going to get got. <laughs> so. I can definitely, I like the way Alma said both, it's like a supernatural slasher. I like that, you know, make a new category there. But I, yeah, I I can agree with that, Adrian. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, like this movie came out 2000, you know, pretty early on. and so, like, a lot of the movies that came out after this that we got, a lot of them were supernatural. You know, obviously, you know, a lot of them were, like, exorcism and demon possessions. Like, that was big for a long time. But, like, in the middle of all that, we're also getting a lot of big supernatural movies that were kind of taking the place of slasher movies. They were, like, the silly supernatural slashers, pretty much. Like, you know, uh, like, Countdown, where the app kills them. Or Truth or Dare, where, like, they get killed off by, who knows, like, some random force. But it feels, like, kind of slashery, kind of. 
So I was like, you know what? Let's just kind of talk about this movie. If it gets you guys on the podcast, that's all, that's all I need anyways. Uh, so, <laughs> but let's kind of get a dump into the movie then. So when we start, obviously, with the iconic plane crash scene. So we see Alex. He's getting ready for this big vacation to Paris. And his parents, you know, they're talking to him. Like Stormy said, like hyping him up. Like this is the, the rest of your life. You're going to be an adult. You're going to have to live this moment up. And then he does have a premonition that the plane explodes. So he freaks out. He gets off the plane with a few other people. And lo and behold, the plane does explode. So like with the opening of this movie, I mean, I think it's pretty iconic. I think it's pretty close to being my favorite opening out of any of these films. But I mean, I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? Yeah. yeah. And like I said, for those reasons that I mentioned before, it's just like it just taps into that thing. My fear of uh, flying. And then just like what, you know, being a kid and wanting to go, you know, somewhere exciting with your friends and all that. And so, yeah, definitely. It's it's very iconic, not just for for this franchise, but I think in general of a lot of horror films. I think they just did it really well. Mm -hmm. They kick it off pretty quick too. compared. If you if you look at all the the, the franchise and each one of them, they kind of it's like at one point, I think I was like, it, it's like 20 plus minutes in, in the third one where they start showing what's going to the premonition that she's happened. And this one, they get right into it. Like they don't have like a huge introduction into the characters, except we just know that they're doing this thing. And then all of a sudden they're on the airplane. All of a sudden he's, um, you know, it's exploding. And then it's like, and then it jumps back to, I'm having this premonition really quick. So I like the fact that it jump starts you into the movie really fast. And then it's really, really shocking, you know? And I hadn't seen anything like that before. It was like, you know, even little premonition of little things, but this was like a long sequence, you know, and it was really cool. I love it too. I love the premonition sequence. I mean, he has like a lot of like gut feelings kind of like leading up to it. Like he sees a lot of things. He notices a lot of things. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but I was, if I was having all these gut feelings and seeing all these signs, like I wouldn't get on this plane. I surely would be staying at home. I'd be canceling the trip. Like if I had that big of like a gut feeling, I probably wouldn't even get on this plane at all. No, this is, this scene is what like flashes into my brain. Anytime I encounter like turbulence, <laughs> like <laughs> the way there is a shot where a whole row of seats is just sucked out of the airplane <laughs> and anytime the the plane just does like a little dip like we're starting to go down that's instantly like the masks are coming down we're we're on our <laughs> way out so it definitely makes a lasting impression but like Alma said like it's so fast like we move so fast in this mm-hmm I never noticed that and too with the openings. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, no. I was just going to say, and I like that, like Alma said, the, the premonition. Sometimes we do see the movies where they show these small or short little premonitions or they say something, but this one is so involved. It's so long and involved. And, and I love that. It's just like, because, you know, and, and I think the rest of the movies have done it well to keep that theme going. But this one is just perfect. It's every little thing. Every, you know, he's just noticing this and that. And I've had to watch it. You know, even today when I watched it, I don't know how many times I've watched it. I find something new from before he was looking, you know, before he even gets on the plane. What's he looking at that? This, that. It's like, what was that? You know, so yeah, definitely love 
just very involved and very detailed. Yes. I also really, now that I know that it, because I mean, I literally have never noticed like how this one, it is a lot quicker than the other ones. Because I think, I mean, this is the first time we're seeing like a movie of this style before like, you know, the whole franchise. So like they didn't waste any time in like shocking us. And then after this, like, you know, we're expecting it. So they kind of, they draw it out a little bit. They show everybody like they, they kind of feed into it. But I do like how this first one, it really just packs a punch. It literally, I mean, I also love how good it still looks, like the plane crash. Like, it looks good. It's probably, I probably haven't seen the original, I don't know, probably at least in a couple years. So coming back to it now, I was like, damn, this plane crash still looks, like, good. It's, like, scary. I was expecting it to look a little cheesy, but no, she still looks so good. And I like the way, I know we're not talking about it, but I just want to bring it back to the end and to the beginning as far as the last one, the last one in the franchise, how they loop it around. So I love watching it now, knowing what's happened, you know, you know, bringing it around full circle and like looking at it through that way too. So it's just, yeah, it's just so fun. I like this. Yeah, it's it really so fun. Mm-hmm. It's the way it, just, it loops so beautifully. I love that. I don't know. It just, that's why I like to do the full marathon of the movies and it, if I still, I do them every year. And I think I've done Final Destination Marathon like three times this year already, like all five of the movies. And, but I just, I, I love the, I love a, a good series of something that you can watch all of them. And I, I can't even do that with most of the movies that I love. Cause like, I'm a Freddy Krueger fan. I'm a, a Chucky fan, a huge one, but this, these five, I could watch them like nothing. I'm, I'm watching every detail. I'm like, <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> the movie, but this is this franchise. I can do that with. I don't think I can do that with the others. Which one's your favorite out of all of them? Then, yeah, it's it's definitely the first one. I love the first, and like I got an order. Like like I love the first, and the third, then the fifth, and the second, and the fourth. <laughs> but that's the same. Mm, oh really? Oh cool. Yeah, it's just that that they're the best, you know. But I but I can but each one I just think does it. Cause there's like a little twist in each that you can enjoy, you know, like every time they bring up, like it's doing it in reverse or if you bring life into it, it's gonna, you know, <laughs> I live for it. <laughs> always finding new ways to try to fight death. It's very funny. And it always gives me like a, like the vibes with like Freddy Krueger where they like try to figure out different ways to defeat him. Cause he's, you know, supernatural. So I really like that. They always do that in these movies. They always give you something new to make it interesting. Keep it moving. But it always like makes sense to me. Like it never seems like something I'm like rolling my eyes at, or I'm like, this sounds like so stupid or like, this is corny. Even if everything that's kind of happening is a little silly. Like I always agree with everything that they're telling me. Like later in the movie, when Tony Todd's talking about death, I'm like, you are right about everything you are saying. You make the most sense. I'll, I'll never cheat death. So like, I just always go along with what these movies tell me. Cause I don't know, there's nothing like them. So they're just so much fun every time I watch them. I was having this conversation with a friend yesterday about like you just finished, like you just said right now about cheating death and everything. And it was this conversation about if you knew your future, exactly how it's going to happen, like, let's say how you're going to die, would you try to change it? And I'm just like, I, I just don't think you could, because if I tried to change it and, you know, that was the thing that was going to get me to that horrible thing, then I just created it. But then if I don't change it and 
that is what's supposed to get me to that horrible thing. It's just like, I can't win. So it's just like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about my future. So the fact that these kids, I know they're not really kids. I love it when they get grown ass adults like, <laughs> to play kids. But the, the fact that these kids are like having to play that game. Oh my God, that's horrible. Because yeah, you, you can't, you can't cheat death or can you? And yeah, each, each friend, I mean, each movie, bringing in a new element about life. And then with this one, when the guy thinks that because, you know, he saved him and all this stuff, I would have been trying to do the same thing. But then again, look, look what happens to them all. Right. I would just stand <laughs> yeah. around and wait. I ain't got time. I'm not going gonna... <laughs> to. I do not have the time to be trying to get everybody together and drive around. Like I, me and somebody was talking about, it, I was like, I, I, I'm not a final girl. Like I, I just come in, come at me. Like I don't have the energy to like try to do anything. I'm always ready to run. If I need to run, I'll run. But if I'm finding death like this, I'm not gonna try anything. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna try. Or a big sign's gonna come swinging at me from nowhere. I'm gonna get hit by like a McDonald's sign. What's the point? I'm just gonna mind my own business. I would fully just check myself in for a grippy sock vacation. <laughs> I, I would just call the police. Arrest me. I'll just stay <laughs> inside the, the, the I jail did it. cell, it's I guess. Me. <laughs> but it's scary, though. It's scary because some of the deaths are, like, so messed up that it's like, I don't want that death. And they don't even let you pick, like, a better, easier death at any point in the movie. It's like, um, you know, like, in the second one, like they, they, they try to come up with something to cheat death, but in their own way on their own terms and they make it clear it's not going to be on your own terms well can then it be the one where i step in front of the bus real fast instead of the one where i get nails through my face because some people got it easier you know and i don't want i don't want the ones where it's all complicated like the teacher in the kitchen <laughs> like that what the hell that was too much that poor lady <laughs> what the what did she do she didn't do anything death really hated her or something i don't know what it was, it was. So horrible it's because the way she talked to talked to him and said get away from me you scare me or whatever whatever she says that's why <laughs> death said say less he said, okay, you know, if you don't want to take the one person that's out here trying to save you, then we're going to make sure that you suffer. Because her death is, yeah, it's like the most painful, I feel like, in this entire movie. Watching it, I was like, damn, I feel so bad for this lady. Even after she kind of annoyed me at first when she was like, get away from me, you scare me. I was yeah. Like, mm -hmm. And like, apparently, like, after, I mean, after the plane crash, like, it skips like a month ahead, I think, almost, or like 30-something days ahead. 39 days, yeah. 39, mm -hmm. yes. And they're having like a whole memorial and like, okay, so Alex's friend Todd, his brother was on the plane. He stayed. He died, obviously. And so Todd's dad is like, he's upset with Alex. Alex seems to be like, you know, a lot of people in the school like kind of think I'm weird. So I'm like, I feel kind of bad for this guy. The teacher's being so mean to him. And I'm like, I would probably be like Claire and be like, let me stick by you. Let me see what's exactly. going on. Because if mm -hmm. I did survive like this ridiculous plane crash, and I'm going to stick with the person who said, let's get off this plane. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. And I, I, in movies, whenever they make that person like this outcast, I, I never get it. It's like, you want that person on your side, go make friends. Even if you weren't friends before, go make friends. And that's why I like the ending when, after they've been through everything and it's then three in Paris together, because Alma knows I'm horrible with names, but the guy that really hated him, um, you know, 
he was just, I mean, I, I just horrible, hated him, everything, blamed him for everything. But at the end, they're sitting there together like friends, you know, having gone through all this together and sharing this moment. And I like that. I like that. Um, but it took all of that, you know, to get him there. But yeah, I mean, that would be my friend. If you predicted my death and somehow saved me from it, you're in my will. Right. Bury that. <laughs> you're going to be like my best friend to the, whether you like it or not, I'm going to be like, Hey, it's like the, what's his name? I always forget. He's like the comedy guy. Uh, Sean. Uh, Sean. Uh, Sean William Scott. So his character's name oh, is yes. Billy. Mm-hmm. what he is he's like is this gonna happen if i go ask her out is she gonna <laughs> like, yeah, that, that was right funny away. like he's a fucking eight ball magic eight ball i was like am i on that's so raven i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna sit right by you that's for sure you tell me mm-hmm. everything yeah because he starts getting like they start crapping on him right away and that the, that's the part that always gets me mad i don't know why i take it so personal but obviously i wish <laughs> i supposed to take it personal because all of us feel this way it's like the the detectives like he made the plane explode seriously and and then and then uh, uh this then they're just like they're so worked up and angry that they lived that's what you're mad about that you didn't get all the right that's what it seems and, like i never understood the whole i mean i know in the movies we have to have some kind of elements of like you you're we're watching what happened blah right. blah <laughs> but it it just it's like really so what do you think happened here it's so weird it's so weird especially carter like the big douchey guy that you were talking about like how he's just like so aggressive and like right before the bus scene where he just like pulls over to like get out and yell i'm like do you not have anything better to do with your day anything else go live your life that i say <laughs> like go do something leave me alone <laughs> he almost runs over billy in that scene when he flips around and going to argue with them Poor Billy, honestly, is just like a bystander in all of this because he was late to the plane, <laughs> to the plane takeoff. And then everybody's just so mean to him and he just stumbles upon everything in this movie. Everything. Because he sees, uh, like, he's just randomly running his bike and he sees Alex running out of the teacher's house. So that's how he gets involved. And, like, he's just always there by circumstance, that poor guy. I think it's so weird that you see that happen and. I don't know about you, but I would have thought he killed her. <laughs> I mean, I just would have thought that he was a murderer. <laughs> and then maybe he did figure out a way to bring that plane down. And <laughs> I, don't know, I, could, like... I would believe the murdering over the plane coming down. Because I was going to oh, make I the plane know. come I'm down. Saying, but he, I don't he looked know. so saying. suspicious. Because <laughs> so he even, suspicious. Why did they show him holding the knife too? He was like holding the knife over the teacher that drops it and then runs out and gets seen running out. That right there. Yeah, you set yourself up, dude. <laughs> You you look guilty. I would have had the same the same thought that he's a murderer, but also I would have kept my mouth shut, and he would have still been my best friend because that's the best way yeah. to not get murdered as well. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to get murdered. Hey, best friend. Hey, bestie. I didn't see shit. <laughs> you want to go to McDonald's? You need an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, but they do make him look so suspicious. Like me watching the movie, I'm like, maybe he did do it. Maybe he is the killer. Like maybe at the end, it's like a thing where it's in his head or something. Like in my head, I was like, he is a little suspicious. Especially even watching it now, I was like, why are they showing him like like so suspicious? Like he's standing with a knife, and I was like, this is so silly to me. It's like, but but it's like what we said earlier that everything you're you're looking at everything and thinking that's going to come into play in the next step or later or whatever. So yeah, when he's holding that knife, I think he's going to get blamed for that, but it just like, it never comes back. 
Yeah, but I thought in my head I forgot when he was holding the knife like that. I was like, did somebody see him holding this knife? But no, it was Billy seeing him run out. <laughs> well, then I think this plays more into how this could be a slasher because one of one of the things I I always focus on is like okay when the guy slips in the tub and strangles himself you know accidentally you know the whole thing is set up and then there's water on the floor it recedes afterward i'm like this is why i was like it it could have just looked like an accident and been reported as an accident however death takes the time to like recede the water to make it look (laughs) like this kid did it to himself and I'm like that's an extra step that death did to ensure that everybody knew that this is how the death was supposed to be not that he could have accidentally sipped at all and then when he was standing over death did him dirty and that's fucked up man (laughs) yeah so I'm like that was like a personal thing death right doing him like that So doesn't that play more into this as a slasher and then making it look like he stabbed the teacher because of the way the knife went through and all of the different things and then it exploded. It was like, so when anybody looks at these deaths, they all know these aren't accidental deaths. This is something or someone killed these people. Very suspicious. Also, that bitch death stays showing itself. Like it's always just in the in the mirror. It's in the reflections. Like it makes sure it wants you to know it's there before it kills you. Very sneaky. And that's I think death's way of making sure that people know like you can't cheat death. So yeah, you there is no there's no convincing yourself it was an accident. It is a hundred percent you're not gonna cheat this you know, it's going to happen. And in a very fucked up way, I mean, cause it's not even their fault that they, they survived. Why does it have to be so ugly? I mean, I think it would be quicker if they had fucking died in that, in that plane <laughs> crash, instead of having to live in this fear of like being, of dying horribly. It's like, come on, that's so rude. So you saying that maybe that's why they hate Alex so much. They're like, you could have just <laughs> let me sit on this plane. And now I got to be walking around with my eyes, like always left to right, left to right, up and down, up and down. Maybe that's why they're mad at him. Now I kind of get it. Now I understand. <laughs> you could just let me blow up in this plane. Upset. I could have went down in history, but now I got to sit here and live in fear. I mean, I feel like you're still going to go down in history as the one who survived and then died in a different traumatic way. You know, right. that's hitting the tabloids and they, and they do. And they do because in each of the movies, they keep bringing it up. Like, what's <laughs> worse. They bring it up. Like it's worse than because they're like, not only did these people survive this crash where a lot of people died, but then they all start dying. Mysterious, horrible <laughs> deaths, <laughs> like the worst deaths imaginable. <laughs> in the most weird way we don't know what happened very funny and then it happens five more times <laughs> so death i mean yeah she's out here killing people see she's a slasher for sure <laughs> taking people out every movie a different way but yeah that the death scene in the bathroom with todd always like freak like, i always feel so bad for him that scene because like i don't know that wire is so thin so like that just makes me so uncomfortable every time i watch that scene for sure and he he had he had lost so much already and um and then he was seeing his dad um and then he gets killed like that so it's like you you see like the dad's you know 
loses his kids this time apart and then he has to live thinking that one killed himself so it's like yeah that's just so cruel but he yeah I think you're right he does have probably one of the saddest deaths because he just had lost so much he's dealing with it in a different way and then yeah and then he's like this invisible person thing that just happened to be there you know you know that his dad sees every day like a reminder of this tragedy so he does have a very very sad sad uh 39 days (laughs) imagine talking to todd on like a ouija board though like how did you die and they're like toy it just spells out toilet (laughs) toilet water (laughs) my toilet water does not look like that either all blue like that i don't know what that is kind of cleaner they got in there yeah, you, that, right, all right. that thing that you can put in the water that makes it blue. Oh, oh you're right. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. He just used the restroom, so that's probably exactly what it is. He just flushed. That's why it's all blue. See. Also, I don't get because right after this, uh, Alex and Claire like they decide to like break into the funeral home to go see his body. I'm like, why are we like, why are we like looking for his body? What is that going to do for you? They were so chill about it too. Like everything they were doing, like right in front when when the when uh, the corners like doing the th- like how is this just how y'all chill this is your friend well it wasn't her friend but still it was his friend it's like they're so calm cool and like I would be traumatized in that room and like even if I was there on a mission it's still traumatizing what the fuck <laughs> I was so confused too the entire time where they were like just having a conversation like you said like like this dead friend wasn't in front of him with like a snapped neck I'm like I would be crying my eyes out right now. I would have to leave the building. I don't even. I don't even know what they were really even going in there for the fir- like in the first place. To, I guess to see if it really was a suicide was their plan. I guess, yeah, <laughs> Alma expert. <laughs> but they don't even have like. But they don't have the expertise to determine that. Yeah, it's like they could they could have just asked to speak with like the medical examiner, and that would have solved that instead of going and disrupting his, you know, processes here. Right, exactly. Being like Scooby Doo in the gang and sneaking into this building. I'm like, y'all are doing too much right now. <laughs> and they're so nonchalant. They're literally like, sorry, we broke oh, yeah. in. And he's like, it's fine. What? Like- <laughs> <laughs> but he gives him a hell of a speech, a hell of a monologue. Oh, yeah. Scares all of us and says, okay, well, I'm off to do my business now. Also, the way he's just like taking out, I don't even know what it is, but that thing that's in Todd's shoulder. So nasty. Uh, he's embalming him like uh he has the oh. tubes in different parts of him. So and that too, it's like he's doing that and and they still are still so chill. Like I they I think they kind of look squeamish for a second, but I'm like, nah, y'all should have been squeamish like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm afraid to like walk on anybody's gravesite and be like, I was like, oh, like that's bad luck. I don't want to do that. I don't want anybody to haunt me. But if I was just standing there watching somebody like go through this process, I'm like. This spirit is coming home with me for sure. I would not be in that room. I couldn't. Like, I don't know how they do it. Coroners are so strong because I could never, like, be near a dead body like that. Yeah, I think it, I've always thought it would take a special kind of person. And then, like, I, like, I'm sure they're, like, doing all kinds of, like, even if, if you don't believe in an afterlife, I would be doing all kinds of stuff before I left that room. It's like, you're not following me home. You're staying here. We've seen too many horror movies. <laughs> We're good. I'm actually helping you. <laughs> you know, that's the way it would be. Yeah, way too many horror movies, definitely. That's why. You see, we're smart. That's why we watch horror movies. We're always prepared, just in case. You never know. <laughs> 
after this, anyways, this is pretty much when Alex sees the pattern. Like, there's a news report going on. He sees the pattern in the, uh, like, their seats where they were sitting. So he's able to start saying, like, this is how we're all going to die. This happens after the bus scene, though, which, iconic, legendary. We live for it. Uh, but, yeah, so he figures out the pattern. He tries to, like, get everybody all together. Um, but at first, like, even Claire, she doesn't really believe him at first either. There's, like, a moment where she's, like, like, she dismisses him so fast. And I'm like, why are we... I, if I was Alex, I would have just got up from the table and left. I would have been like, why? Like, you're dismissing me this quick? Like, girl, I'm trying to save you. I like the way he eventually has his little piece of paper all mapped out. <laughs> it's like, who carries around a little death chart? <laughs> this dude. <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is one of my fears here is that I have to know information or figure out clues to save my life. And every single one of these movies where they have to figure out like a pattern, I'm like, I'd be dead. Like I'd, I'm not good with clues patterns like trying to figure this stuff out it seems complicated and like who was sitting where and uh i wouldn't remember i wouldn't remember i would i would be the one with the premonition and y'all would die because i didn't know who was sitting where <laughs> that, that would be my responsibility uh -uh. i just it's it's so scary to think that i have to know how to solve stuff <laughs> i wouldn't even remember where i was sitting like you have i i don't i don't know yeah I was just thinking about trying to remember something from this morning. It's like, that's my brain. And, you know, it's unremarkable. Like everything is unremarkable. So I would not remember either. But I do like that he had his little chart, was able to, because yeah, once you have it in your brain to remember, you would have to draw it out. So you, because if you're trying to remember off the top of your head and little Xing, then I switch seats with this person and that, you know, it's just like, ah, too much energy, you know, too much information. I still don't even get that either when he explains that part either. My brain is just like, like i don't know how i graduated high school i was sitting there and i was like I, what do you mean like you switch seats and you like it changed that i was like what i'm just gonna go with it i guess when it switches him and claire head head empty no thoughts i'm not even i couldn't follow yeah, that i, <laughs> I was like i don't know understand. escape rooms that i i have faith we could figure it out figure out how to escape death i don't know, I don't know about, about escape death i just meant the seating chart <laughs> the ultimate escape room here <laughs> The, yeah, literally the ultimate escape room. I don't think I could do it. Um, let's kind of talk about the teacher's death a little bit too because after he figures out the the plan, that's when the teacher dies. And it's funny because at first he's like just sneaking around her house and like she notices him out just like sneaking. I'm like, Alex. <laughs> what was he thinking? Looking at the tires, all suspicious. <laughs> the moon is very bright in the sky. I'm like, what are you doing right now? He's instantly like, I'm calling the cops. He looks like he killed her. Yeah, he looks like a serial killer. And this poor girl, she's talking about her trauma on her phone with her friend. Oh, she's like, I can't even I like look left and right without seeing the kids, without seeing the other teacher. And I felt really bad for her there, too. She's like, you know, I've always lived here, and now I have to move. And then she sees this kid wandering around her yard in the middle of the night. <laughs> I would have also called the FBI. Yeah. Well, also, um, I, I don't think, maybe I realize it every time and I forget, but um when she says that she brings up the fact that she told the other teacher to go on, it's like, so she feels like really responsible for his death. The survivor's guilt's hardcore in this movie. This one is like the saddest of the movies when you really think about it because of the serious, like it's like heavier than the other ones. They, they really like, that's why I said, I really like how it just jumps into it because then it shows them more like afterward and how they feel. Um, you know, the one guy losing his brother on the plane and then being the first to go, the teacher talking about, 
you know, everything. They're really, they really get into the the mood and how, and that one dude is getting so angry at living, you know, all of that. This one is the, like the heavier of the movies. It's not as, you know, not as, not as cheesy when it gets into it. Like it was, it was good written, I think. Yeah, I agree. Like they really, uh, you know, like they took the movie and like the plot and the premise, like they took it all very seriously, you know, the first one. So I, I really do like that too. Cause it, it almost feels first, like, a disaster movie you know like we see like a disaster happen and then we then are like thrown into like the aftermath we see the memorial service we see how everybody's acting so it definitely like you said it feels like it's the heaviest maybe out of all of them because it really does focus even if it's like quick like her dialogue like of you know the trauma it's very quick they don't give her too much time but like we still see that she's crying at the funeral she's scared to be around alex so like I do like that they give these characters a little bit more depth before they kill them because I I love that you know I love slashers I like when it's just like random people being like knocked off totally but I love when I can care about them so even this teacher like because at first I was annoyed with her when she's like being mean to Alex kind of but then when she's talking about all this I'm like I can definitely understand like why maybe she's like really unsettled by him and doesn't want to be by him so I felt really bad for her in this entire scene because death really again came here to whoop her ass the way it just starts exploding shit on her and just having knives fall on her it's just so bad it's just so bad so mean to her the chair yeah like alex gets close to like saving her i don't know how much she could have been saved and then death's like no (laughs) slams that knife deeper in her chest yeah because i forgot she had her throat slashed at first or was it stabbed or or slashed because she was bleeding so it, it is true but they were like let's make sure she's dead and each one of them was just like something bigger and bigger on top of it just to make sure you're dead (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and then they blow her up at the end. Oh yeah, and she's already <laughs> dead. And then they blow up. The- <laughs> Death blow really went up. the Michael Bay route, and just like you know what would make this better. <laughs> we're gonna take uh, we're gonna take the most underpaid pr- you know profession in the country, and we're gonna make her have the worst death. Let's explode her home. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, I always wonder too. Like, how did he know it was gonna explode as he's running away? I mean, the house is on fire. Yes. Did he notice if a gas was on? I don't know. I don't remember, but I always just, I always think about it and I always forget to look back at it, but he's running from the house. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to run out of a, a, you know, house on fire. But when he says like run or whatever he says, so he knows it's going to explode, but you know, it's that, that thing in the movies where they always like, they always know it's going to explode when in reality it's <laughs> like, when does it actually ever explode? Like in uh, the movie 21 Jump Street, when they think everything's going to explode. Oh, right. And then finally, <laughs> what is it? The chicken truck or something yeah. where it explodes. <laughs> so, but yeah, everything's always supposed to explode and he's running. It's like, how do you know it's going to explode? Because he set the fire. He set the bombs. He's the, no, I'm just he's the killer. Right. <laughs> he's the killer. I'm here for this conspiracy theory. He was the killer the entire time. I believe it. He was... He was there before the plane took off. I don't know, fucking in the bottom of the plane, messing with wires and shit. I believe it. He's suspicious. I would I love a that. shot of him, like just doing the cool guy walk away from the house as the house explodes. Right. That would have been ultimate. Knife in his hand. <laughs> yeah, that would have been ultimate. Camp. Oh, I love that with the knife. It was perfect. <laughs> just tosses it over his shoulder into the explosion. <laughs> it's funny that I mentioned the Twenty One Jump Street thing because James Wong wrote a bunch of the the show the you know the episodes of 21 jump street oh like the original series yeah and so i was like "Hmm, 
hmm, maybe that is why is it like that where he walks away and he knows it's gonna explode that's why it's done that way everything explodes though but they still see the fucking the fingerprints on everything he says later too like it all explodes and he's like yeah we saw they saw the fingerprints on the knife i was like I guess maybe it could have survived. And they said, like, your your footsteps were seared into the ground because of the fire. I was like, what? Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'm not going to debate it, I guess. But I was just like, what? Okay, sure. Everything exploded. I would be, if I was Alex, I'd be like, yeah, thank gosh. Everything exploded and went up in flames. But Yeah, yeah. I also love that this movie is fast science. It's fast forensic uh, uh, uh the evidence and everything like they know almost right away that um you know what did or didn't cause the plane crash it's like that stuff takes years people (laughs) it's like they never know it takes years and then like you know collecting this evidence with the fingerprints and the footprints and all that stuff it's like yeah but it's it's such fast science and i know again i know it's a movie i always had to tell them i know it's a movie (laughs) but but dropping a little nugget of something that doesn't make me have to suspend reality <laughs> or it could be just like you know like cops just make up shit so it's like yeah yeah we have your fingerprints we got we got your footprints there let's <laughs> just try to get him to confess now, i was the same way though watching all this too because it's like literally the same night when like him obviously after this like him billy claire carter they're all together now and then he's just like yeah they know th-. and like how do you know what the fbi knows like what like what what happened in the last like two hours you went in they questioned you they said we have the prints we have the foot, like, you know, we have everything to tell us some more about him. I'm like, what? I was like, damn. And, th- and then he still had time to get out and get the gang together. I was like, this, these kids are working again. See, I don't have the energy. I just be at home in bed. I just be like, I don't have the energy to do all this. I don't, I really don't. But I mean, they're fighting for their lives. I get it. But Carter has like a freak out after this. And that's when he stops in front of the train tracks. I would have been real pissed if I was in that car. Oh yeah. Really pissed. Um, I think it's so funny that you said that he gets the gang together. I don't know why. I just thought that was funny. It's like the Scooby-Doo gang or something. Yeah, that's but, literally what they are. Um, yeah, I would have been so pissed off if I was in that vehicle with him. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, if you want to do this to yourself, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but don't bring me into it. It's just like, and then they have to save him because you can't just let him. <laughs> it's like, fuck. I fully would have been hands off if this is the way you want to go. But also the difference is, is like, as soon as I found out that I was destined to die anyways, I would just start doing every intrusive thought. I'm like, this is my time to shine. My brain tells me <laughs> to do this shit anyways. So might as well do it and tempt fate <laughs> anyways. Well, that's why he's driving around like a crazy person. He's just like, might as well just drive around. And I would have been like, I wouldn't drag anybody with listen. me, but like. Yeah, that's what makes him a, a douche about it. I'm like, let me get out of the car and you can go do all this. Like, Also, wouldn't you just kind of be like living it up if you don't know how you're going to die anyway? You know, why Why are you drinking? Like, or just like partying, you know? You <laughs> go out having a good having time. Having all yeah. the edibles, eating all <laughs> of the Taco Bell, you know, or whatever, you yes. know, just. I mean, every drive through <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm like, eat all the cheese because I don't care anymore. <laughs> and that way, because, you know, instead of, I know you're going to be scared anyway, but you might as well just like not 
be so scared that you're not doing anything before you die, you know, because it could be super fast or really messed up because the train track one got me so anxious because it was like, and then they pulled them out. So that's like, they're safe. But then they show that little piece of metal, you know, shaking on the, um, on the right. railroad track. Right. So you're like, Oh, Oh shit. Who's going to get it. And each time it's kind of messed up because they're overleaved and, dude's anger is gone you know and everything and then oh did your power go out you drew it's a ghost i see oh it's Bro, in the i background. swear to god i will disconnect before i see anything happen to my best friend <laughs> Gotta go. i have no idea what have i mean everything's still on oh you know what okay everybody calm death said okay. your time's up i was gonna say what i have a, a, pa- a battery pack that has my light it died. Oh, oh. I was also like, I just started uh, seeing all these colors yeah, in the background. The light like, turned red, purple. And we were just talking about that. In we were watching a movie the other night, and I have like my 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 daughter's like my movie buddy, and she was like, when you see the red light go on, that's death's coming. And then the your light turned red. <laughs> my finger was hovering over the disconnect button. I was not ready. I was like, not me. <laughs> It had like to be me. The way my damn it. I was like, I knew it. The way my brain instantly went to like death, being like, "Y'all are talking too much shit." Just starts taking this out via Zoom call. That was me. I was like, "I'm not doing anything. You can come to me. I'm not doing it." And then my lights turn off. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're we're not trying to piss you off, death. We're cool. <laughs> We're cool. We're fans. No. We're sorry. We take it back. Uh, but I do like the decapitating scene, though, because, I mean, again, like, for the 2000s, everything looks so good. Like, the practicality of just the way that the decapitation works and the way it looks right afterwards. I'm like, you know what? I love this movie. It, it's held up so well. And that uh, that scene also, I still really enjoy it. I feel bad for poor Billy, but it was, it was a really fun, one of those quick deaths. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the way also, it's like, it's not even, that's what I, I also appreciated that. Like the way that it wasn't just like some simple, like right at the neck on nice clean head. No, right through the, right, right through the mouth like that. It was like, you like y'all didn't have to do it like that bad, you know, but they did. And I appreciated it. <laughs> Same. I loved it. Well, and it kind of feels like a way to shut him up. Because he's like, I'm not going to die. You're not going to kill me. Like, talking shit. And then it's cuts him right at the mouth. And I'm like, You know, that's true. Because he's just, he was real chatty from the beginning. Because that was his thing. Because he was, he well, because I mean, like, he was, he was traumatized in a different way. Because he was like, so if I do this, is this going to happen? Like, he was, like, chatty about it. You know, like, trying to figure out. Like, he was talking through his emotions. Whereas the other dude was getting angry about his. So he was just like, you know, and I think that's perfect. I never even thought of that. Like it's like, uh-huh. That's perfect. Me either. I yeah, love I like it. that stormy. I hadn't really thought of that at all. But yeah, right through there. Yeah. Nobody gives his character like a lot of credit. They kind of just like write him off as the dumb guy, but he's the one that's really thinking about like the butterfly effect. True. He is also doing a lot of that too. 
Yeah, they really didn't give him his shine in this movie, poor guy. <laughs> he had a great death, though, so, you know, that's what really matters in the <laughs> end in a horror movie. In a horror movie, for sure. If you give me a lame yeah. death, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, yeah, I would be so mad. If I was in a Final Destination movie and something boring happened to me, I'd be so upset. Yeah, a ceiling fan just falls down on me and chops my head off. I would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so kind of getting to the end of the movie, after they save Carter, they now like, okay, well, death is skipping Carter, so it's either going to be me or Claire. And Alex at first thinks it's himself, and then he realizes the whole sweet, the seat, switcheroo thing is, oh, no, it's going to be Claire. So he goes to try to save her. Her death, or well, not her death, but her almost death scene is like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, she's locked inside the car because there's, like, electricity, I guess, running through it. Um, and then there's, like, a there's her. I, I, there's a lot happening here. I don't. And he also survives this explosion to try to save her. I don't understand what's going on here. But it's really fun to look at. Oh, yeah. It, you're right. It's really fun to look at. And it's funny. I watched this on um, Amazon Prime on my computer. So, like, if you hover over certain parts of the movie, I didn't realize this, it'll give you, like, uh, trivia throughout the movie. Um, so I was able to see, like, and then I kind of got distracted with that as I was watching. So I know I missed a few things, but it was, like, um, I think he says something like, if she's in the car, the way she's positioned or he's positioned was the reason um, he has her in there was so that she's protected from the electricity and um like that was a goof because the way they did the whole electricity running or something like that supposedly it would have gotten her or something like that i don't know yeah because he says you're grounded because of the tires on the car or something and i didn't i didn't get it but i just <laughs> believed it i took it for like that because i'm like that's science i don't understand it so i'm just like <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, but see, and then I thought I would have died because I wouldn't know that. <laughs> so I would have like tried to get out of the car, but then he grabbed the electricity with his own yeah. hands like, to, <laughs> to get it off. Right. Why are we calling it electricity? Like it isn't something like, like the wire or whatever it is, the pole. Well, see, I would have believed that too, because um, that's why I was confusing. And that's, I think I got distracted too much with reading that trivia. Because I've always heard that if you're in your car, if it gets struck by lightning, that as long as you're not touching any metal in the car, that, yeah, that's supposedly the tires, like the, the uh, um, lightning and the electricity is supposed to run through the entire car, go down through the tires, and then, yeah, that supposedly. But it, I don't know now. It's like, I want to research this because Amazon Prime told me that's not true. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Yeah, because she was touching that handle. She was like, <laughs> I was like, wouldn't she be shocked already if she was touch like she was trying to get out of the car? I was so confused. And then he touched it too, and like nothing happened to him. I was like, okay, interesting. And then like it goes up in flames, and she's in there for like a little bit still. I was like, wouldn't it just like yeah. explode already? But I remember also see that that also reminded me um, when I was in the military. There was this cop that came in, and like she was like, I found out like they she was like half deaf because the summer prior she had um been like she had just gotten out of her vehicle and she was like touching it as uh lightning hit the vehicle and she got you know the electricity go through her she got knocked out 
And then now as a result, she was half deaf. But that's another thing while I was saying, it's like in my brain, I was like, oh yeah, that's because she wasn't in the car protected by the tires. She was out of the car, <laughs> like touching it. So like, yeah, it's just like the whole vehicle thing. It's just like, you know, what, you know, whatever. It's like, I don't know. Now I'm very curious. I'm going to have to look this up and see if it's true. <laughs> how, can, how can you survive electricity or whatever? But yeah, Alma, you're right. How, do, how come I keep saying electricity? <laughs> Now I'm like, I'm, now I'm fixated on it. Alma. I, I don't, don't want to talk anymore. Electrocuted her <laughs> power. But I also don't want to look it up because is it worth learning the science behind it? Can we just take it? As <laughs> I don't care enough to like look into it. I'll just run with it because I'm like, you know what? I don't get it. <laughs> the most important thing is that it's really after her at that That's point because yeah. she had it like because she was having to like climb out the windows trying to get in the car trying to get away no it was like no and then like at every point it keeps making it more difficult for her to try to get out and then death is cheating at this point it's like yeah that's not fair. yeah that's not, that's not oh, very much it was attacking her in the house like she was like running around was literally getting chased around by death in the house this poor girl was her own special little version of a chase scene because she's like running around and like this explodes and the window breaks and she's like fumbling around her house just like trying to run away from death it's kind of crazy really so i i look past it because like in my head i'm like you know it's death killing people it's already silly even though i was sitting there and i was like blinking and i was like i I don't understand. And also like coming back to the movie and watching it now, like when I was, I was going through the movie, I was like, I don't really know if I remember the ending. Like I remember the sign happening and the whole Paris scene is like, but I don't really know what happens like before that. So coming back and rewatching it, I was like, Oh, maybe this is why like, I never like remember what this ending was because I just don't understand maybe. <laughs> and I, I always kind of forget who <laughs> is killed at the end because when the next one starts, it's like who survived or does anybody survive? And in this one, because it didn't really make it clear if just one or two people are killed in Paris, or if I, I thought when I first watched them, I thought, well, this is just telling you that it's coming back for them. So there's no escape. Right. So between films, they could all just yep. be getting picked off. Exactly. And so mm -hmm. it was a really nice surprise that one made it to the next movie. And then they stick in his death you know, like on a headline that he got hit by a brick. <laughs> I wonder if they left them both alive because they were hoping for them both to come back. Yeah, like originally, but you know how that yeah, happens. Sometimes they don't make yeah. it. But then it worked out just fine because that's that's the exciting part of it is that to to keep picking them off because it's like, that's how it's supposed to be. They're supposed to die. Mm -hmm. You're supposed right. to die. Stop trying to live. That's <laughs> <laughs> pissed. That's sure she's acting crazy. I do love the ending, though. Literally, I love, like, the, the sign coming and hitting Carter at the very end. I don't know. It's really fun. I know six months. I mean, maybe I'm just a sassy person. I don't know. But if you were, like, if I, if I was getting, like, yelled at and bullied by Carter, like, the way I was, like, like Alex was, if that was me, I would not be hanging out with you in Paris in six months. We're not going to Paris. We are not friends. You are so mean to me. I'm not going to talk to you. But, you know, and he doesn't even, and in my head too, I was like, I know they all end up in Paris together. So when he was trying to mm -hmm. save Claire at the end, I was like, maybe Carter comes and helps. I was like, there's a reason they're all best friends at the end. Nope, it doesn't happen. So when they're all just sitting, I'm like, I was like, I would not be friends with this guy. What did he do for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm petty. They, yeah, they definitely bonded. And you're right, though. But he was, 
not only that, but he really did try to kill them too. Because that was the last time they saw him. He tried to kill them. They save him, and then they're in Paris together. But again, maybe something happened in the six months. I don't know. There you go. Something happened, and they wrote. They've been know, having a lot of slumber parties, bonding, <laughs> bonding, bonding yeah. over death. So <laughs> I'm too petty for all of that. I would premon- like have a premonition for- of your death, and I would just like hmm. <laughs> after being bullied for that long. No, no, thank you. Yeah, you could be making up stuff the whole time. You could be like, mm, I saw that you get it if you step out your door today. <laughs> I saw that you have a flight booked to Bahamas. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that vacation, I wouldn't take it. <laughs> I love that. I love that kind of pity. <laughs> I would make it something simple. He would literally be like, he'd walk in with a green shirt. I'd be like, green? <laughs> That's so me. Green? That's Today so might mean. be the day. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do think his death is sad. Well, all of them would be sad because it's been so long. So they've been able to finally breathe. And then he saved, you know, it was her life. He right? saves Alex. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. He pushes Alex out of the way. Okay. That's right. It yeah. was him. Okay. Sorry. Um, and it's like, so he did a good thing there and he didn't see it coming. So I guess in this way, Alma, it would be like a death that you wanted because it was quick. I guess. Yeah, all the swish deaths are pretty quick, even though some are like really like gnarly. The squishy ones, you know, like the the, the glass wind falls on In the, the kid. The second one, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, there was another one. What was it? The third one where he gets the sign that falls on him on the fireworks display. That one too. Uh-huh. The, His limbs are everywhere. Uh, so it's like, yeah, he does get it pretty quick comparatively because that big sign looked huge and heavy, and <laughs> pancake real fast. You're dead like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, thank you guys so much for coming and talking about Final Destination with us. Uh, I had literally such a good time. So thank you oh, so thank much. You. Thank you, you watched me I almost get snatched up. So, uh, <laughs> I know. We almost we'll had a whole We have that bonding experience together. now. <laughs> we'll be I in Paris I love six Stormy's months. reaction. I love Stormy's reaction to that. She's just like, ah. <laughs> I gotta so go. was like, I was waiting. I've been waiting for this day to happen. <laughs> I've been waiting for the day where it's host and Adrian gets dragged off screen. Because I'm disconnecting before of. it comes to me. I was honestly in that moment, I was like freaked out, but I accepted it. I was like, you know what? Oh, well. I just turned around really slowly. Like, oh. <laughs> That's so sad. I accepted it. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm talking all that shit about death. Like, what happens? <laughs> so I gotta go live life to the fullest now. Booking a trip yes. to Paris do yes. right now. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. Honestly, when next time we come up to a Final Destination movie, we'll make sure we reach out, you know, in advance. Oh, honestly, that would be fun. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, loving, I'm loving the vibes here. So Final Destination might be our series. So we'll see. Yeah, that would be so fun. And I swear, I swear if we if we find out you have someone else on here, it's going to be me behind <laughs> you when the lights go out. <laughs> no, just so it's game over, bitch. You don't need to worry about death. You need to worry about me. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I'm never going your fifth street again. Mm-mm. So scared. Thank you guys again so much. Where can Absolutely. everybody find you? Beautiful, amazing souls. Um, you can find all of our links, everything on our website, Nightmare on Fifth Street. <laughs> That's a nightmare movie podcast uh, dot com. And our Instagram is at nightmare movie podcast. And our Twitter is at nightmare on fifth. That's nightmare on five TH. Yep. 
Alma's Alma's are 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 hype. Yes, killed it. Uh, Stormy, where can everybody find us? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us streaming on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. You can email us at slash herpod at gmail.com. Thank you again, guys, for joining us. And uh, go ahead and stick around for another week. And be sure to check out these lovely ladies. Thank you again for Subscribe joining us. Subscribe to <laughs> A Nightmare on Fifth Street right now. Right now. Point blank. Thank you for death so is much. Coming. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't wish death on her. You know what? Do it. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Stay spooky. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.